Hello, I'm Erica Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about when you think you know someone. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today is January 2nd, 2023. I hope you all had a great New Year's. It's one of those holidays my husband does not care for and thinks it's really pointless, probably because he'd like to go to bed before midnight. Poor man, but he did st- stick it out with all of us, and we we stayed there till we watched the ball drop on some random channel because we don't have normal TV. But it was uh, it was still a good time to spend with each other, and I think maybe next year we might actually go to bed at a decent time because it's really it's kind of a silly tradition. I understand you know, how fun it could be, especially when you're younger. But honestly, my husband's right. It is kind of silly, but it's a good excuse for me to be able to stay up till midnight. So I might take it. Now this week's tour portion is called Vayahi. And that means, what does it mean? It means he lived and it is a great tour portion. It's Genesis chapter 47 to 28 to chapter 50 verse 26. It actually is the very end of Genesis. We finish out Genesis this week and it ends with Joseph having his children blessed and Jacob, aka Israel, dying and asking to be buried in the same place as his father and his father's father, Abraham and Isaac and their wives. And at the very end, Joseph himself dies. The half tour portion is first Kings chapter two, verses one through 12, which actually is King David talking to his son, Solomon, the last things that he said to his son, which I thought was very important. You know, you have those things that kind of tie into each other. However, I will tell you that Brit Hadashah is Matthew chapter 11, verses 22, 21 and 22. They do not tie in at all. If you feel that they do and I'm wrong, please feel free to email me or message me and let me know why I'm wrong. But I really didn't see a connection and my husband did not either. But it's still really good tour portion. I encourage you to read it. It's really not that long. And it's a really great place to start in case you have not started already. Now, this week... My title is When You Think You Know Someone. And really, you can go a lot of different ways with this particular phrase. But I'm really just, I'm I'm thanking you, Ruach HaKodesh, for being here in, in our midst. And I'm just praying that you would just guide me and lead me in where it is that you want me to go. In the name of Yeshua, HaMashiach, Amen. So, this actually came to me, and I don't even know why. We were reading, my husband and I, we, we read through the Bible. We read just a chapter a night and try to really kind of maybe dig into it or have, sometimes we have insights. A lot of times we don't right now we're reading Lamentations, which if you've read it, you know, it's a super fun book. My grandmother's favorite verse actually comes from that, uh, from that book, which makes sense because the verse she picked is probably one of the only happy verses out of the entire book. And it's Lamentations 323. Um, and actually, if you go back to 322, it's uh, it's actually starts out by saying, Because of the mercies of Adonai, we will not be consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. 
And great is your faithfulness, I believe, was was my grandmother's kind of mantra. We were not reading that chapter last, uh, the couple nights ago when we were reading it. We were actually, I think we were reading chapter four. And I have no idea because I reread it. I'm like, why did I have this thought when you think you know somebody? And I'm, I'm still drawing a blank. So I don't know why exactly the Holy Spirit kind of brought me there. But I will say this. There's so many times in our lives where we think that we know someone and life happens and then you question everything, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm sure you have at least a few examples in your life where you think that you've had, you're having maybe a really great relationship, really great friendship with somebody. And then somehow something happens and it just gets flipped on its head, right? They're, they're either like no longer there for you or they just disappear or maybe you're that friend who's no longer there for that person and just disappear. And it could be just some something in their life scared you and you just chose to walk away. One of those situations. Or, you know, you can know somebody and think you know them for a really long time. And then something doesn't even necessarily have to happen. And they just change. Or you think that they've changed, right? And that can be true for a marriage. And it's not always a negative. There could definitely be times where like, you know, my husband will surprise me with a thought process or what he's thinking in the moment. And I'll be like, wow, that was really a great thought. I would not have called you to, to say, Hey, I, I'm thinking that, that you'll line up with me and this is your thought process. Cause I would have thought you thought the opposite of whatever it is we're talking about, if that makes any sense. But I think the same it's true when it comes to Adonai as well. Bear with me here as I try to make this make sense. There are times in each of our lives, especially as believers, even as non-believers, we have an idea of who we think God is and who we think he should be. And then a situation occurs, something happens in your life and maybe God doesn't react the way that you think he should. Or maybe a miracle happens you were not expecting. Or maybe he moves, the, the real Hakodesh moves in a person's life. And you can actually physically see it. And you didn't think that that was something that God could do. Right? Because each and every one of us, whether we mean to or not, we put him in a box. We put Adonai in a box of our own making. And a lot of times, not a lot of times, really on a daily basis, we need to check ourselves and say, okay, I don't know, am I making you into my own image of how I think you should be? Or am I giving you, taking, opening the door of the box and giving you the option of being who you actually are in my life? Because God's who he is, no matter whether or not we put him in a box or not, right? However, sometimes we prohibit him from moving in our own lives because we think we know who he is. We think we know how he should move and work in our lives. It kind of goes back to those prayers I talked about before, right? Where sometimes we'll pray and we'll be really specific and be like, God, this is exactly what I want you to do. I want you to heal this person's leg and the tendons are all messed up. So I want you to knit those back together so that they're perfectly healed. And I want you to 
make it so that they don't have a limp and I want you to heal this person of a, you know, having had a stroke and fix their face and, and I want you to, them to come to a saving knowledge of you and let me be that person who speaks to them in their life. That might not be out a nice plan. He may not miraculously heal that person on a dime. It may not be instantaneous. He may not allow you to be the one to draw that person closer to Yeshua. And I think that's also something we have to be really careful about because there are definitely times I know in my own life where I've been really put out and put off from believers, for lack of a better term, trying to push their beliefs onto me. Because the best way to bring someone to Yeshua is to walk it out in our own lives. Because if we don't have our own circus together, how in the world are we supposed to draw anyone else in and draw them closer to Yeshua? If we are an absolute mess physically, emotionally, mentally, and we choose not to get ourselves together, we choose not to read the word and immerse ourselves in the word and listen to what the Ruach HaKodesh tells us to do on a regular basis, and we choose to maybe treat those outside of our home or even especially in our home the way that Yeshua would, how can we expect anyone looking at us and at our lives? To want to be like us. Right? You know, you think you know someone. You think you know someone until something difficult happens. And that's what they say, like, you know, when life gets hard, that's when you find out who your true friends are. A lot of times we don't know what it is, what what to say to somebody who's dealt with something like a death, Right? Sometimes we say really dumb things or we throw Bible verses at them because we think that's what they need to hear in that moment. I can tell you from personal experience in the moment, that's not what I needed. I simply needed someone to love me and love on me and be there for me. Sit there quietly and say nothing. Just sit there quietly. That's all, that's all that's needed. Now, later on, maybe months and months down the road, when the Ruach HaKodesh has said it's the correct time, you can ask that person say, hey, would it be all right if I shared some Bible verses that have really helped me in my life? Now, if they tell you no, that means you back off, right? You back off and you say, okay, it's not the right time. But you can also say, I will be praying for you. I hope that's all right. And uh, odds are they're going to be perfectly fine with that. Even like people that are non-believers that I know that I'm friends with, they're perfectly fine with me praying for them because there's nothing that involves them, at least in their mind. Right. But I think the most important thing is when you think, you know, someone that not only with Adonai, But also with human beings, we want to put them in a certain box. They have to be a certain way. They have to dress a certain way. They have to speak a certain way. They have to look a certain way. Now, as believers, we are required 
not required, but we sh certainly should want to become more and more like Yeshua, right? And that, of course, comes down to loving your neighbor as yourself, right? Loving Adonai, your, Adonai with all of your heart, mind, soul, mind, and strength, and then loving your neighbor as yourself. I don't know about you, but I do not put myself in a box. At least I don't think I do. I'll have to ask my husband about that. Sometimes we can limit ourselves because we don't think that we have the potential that we truly do, or because we might be, have, uh, be lacking in self-esteem. But I don't know about you, but I do not like it when people try to put me in a box and say, this is where you are required to be and you have to stay in it. However, when you say to somebody, you get to be more and more like Yeshua because you're his follower, that's the goal, to glorify Adonai and to become a more and more like his son, that's appealing. What's not appealing is when you tell somebody what they can and cannot do and where they can and cannot be. Because that's a really good point where you think you know somebody and then all of a sudden they flip the script script, right? And they're like, yeah, about that. I'm not really feeling how you, where you want to put me in that box and I'm going to surprise you. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, we're created in the image of Adonai, right? And he does that to us on a regular basis. I am in awe of Adonai every single day because I seem to be, and I said this to my family the other day, I was like, am I the only one in our family who seems to actually be entertained by the small things in life? Because I think that's a good place to be. I think that we should all be there in some areas of our lives because that's very childlike where they find delight in the small things. And for me, it's very important to keep that portion of myself intact because if I don't, I become an even more serious person than I already am. So for me, it's the small things in life that absolutely entertain me, that have me in awe. All I have to do is walk outside and I see it, the trees or I hear the birds and I see the sunset, or it's even raining. Those are all things that put me in awe of my creator and where I glorify him and say, you know what, Lord, you are almighty. You are God. You have created all of these things. Help me not to put you in the box that I've created. Help me not to assume you are a certain way or expect you to be a certain way. Help me not to think that I know you so well that I cannot possibly be surprised when something happens and I'm like, I did not see that coming, Lord, and now I'm upset with you. Because that's not what I want to do. That's not, that's not on a nice heart. He doesn't want us to be upset with him. He wants us to be in a loving relationship where we can communicate with him. But in order to do that, we need to be able to not constrict the relationship. It's kind of like, and it's funny because there are a lot of people who are against this kind of relationship where... Say a woman is dating a man and he is completely controlling. He tells her when she can eat, when she can sleep, when she can use the restroom, when she can have water, when she can talk to her friends or her family. That's abusive, right? And yet, to some degree, we as believers 
Sometimes do that to Adonai. Say, no, 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 Lord, I'm busy. I'm doing my own thing. You know, I, I would, I just, I don't have time today to be in the word. I don't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't talk to Adonai today. And I'm guilty of this myself. I'm, I'm preaching the choir here. Don't think that I'm just talking to you and, and trying to make you feel bad. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying for there to be more awareness of what we ourselves are doing when it comes to Adonai, but also to his creation. And that would be ourselves and the people that surround us. Now, there's nothing wrong with having boundaries because Adonai himself has given us boundaries. However, Adonai is our creator and there should be no boundaries. Because without him, we would not exist. This is something that's been on my heart for a long, long time. And many, many times I've spoken to people about it, about not putting God in a box, right? Because we all are so guilty of doing that. Don't put God in a box. Don't put God in a box. But how often do we do that? It's funny because I was talking about like, you know, we don't really, you know, maybe I don't put myself in a box, but the reality is I kind of do. I think each and every, each and every one of us does. And I think it goes back, back to Romans 8.15, where Paul is talking about how he does not understand what he is doing for what he does not want. This I practice, but what I hate, this I do. Because we allow our flesh to take over. Instead of letting the Ruach HaKodesh be the one in charge of what's going on in our lives, we let the flesh take over and we do what's comfortable instead of what is right. Which can also be another facet of situations where you think you know someone, But somehow the dynamic of your relationship completely changes and you didn't see it coming. I, many, many instances in my life where I've had friends and I'm, I love watching people. I know it sounds creepy, but it's really not. People ask me what my hobby is. I would say observing people. I like to watch people's demeanor, their facial expressions, their body language. I love doing that. I love being able to read people. And Time and time again, when I've been in a relationship or just, you know, just a friendship with people and they could be like my best friend or they're really good friends and they know that I am very good at reading people and I do have the gift of discernment. So sometimes I'll know if something's off with my friend and I'll say, hey, what's going on? A lot of times instead of speaking to somebody because you know what they have to say is going to be edifying, but also check you where you're at and recognize, I know what I'm doing is wrong. You know, I'm living in sin maybe right now. I've had many friends who literally what they will do, and and I'm sure that you have friends as well, or maybe you've been that friend, where instead of talking to your friend who really cares about you, loves you, is a believer, can point you right back to the word of God and can try to help you in your situation and help lead you back to Adonai, instead of doing that, We distance ourselves from that friend and we say, I'm going to keep doing me 
But because of that, and because I know I don't want to hear what that friend who's a believer has to say, I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking to, to them for a while. I'm going to cut ties. And it's, it's interesting because every time that's happened to me, a month to even a year can happen later. And they'll come to me and be like, I'm really sorry. I didn't talk to you during this time because I knew that what I was doing was wrong. And because of that, I did not want to face any consequences. I didn't want to hear that what I was doing was wrong. And so I chose to distance myself from you because I knew that you would tell me the truth. Now, I'm really not trying to make comparisons between me and God. However, I will tell you, we, including me, do the same thing with Adonai. And then we say, I don't understand. Why am I not hearing Adonai's voice? I don't understand. Why is he not moving in my life like he used to move? I don't understand. What is it that that he's doing? I'm not doing anything differently. I don't think I am. But I'm not hearing from him anymore. So you think you know Adonai, but you don't. But the reality is then when you, you have a heart-to-heart talk with this person or even with yourself, I've done that to myself, be like, why haven't you heard from God, Erica? Have you been in his word? Have you been surrounding yourself with like-minded believers? Have you been listening to godly music? Have you been praising him? Have you been worshiping him? Have you even tried to have a conversation with him where you're not just asking him for something, but just talking? I think really what it comes down to with, with this title, when you think you know someone, when it comes to Adonai, when it comes to other humans, communication, talking. You can't find out what's going on with someone if you're not talking. If you're not trying to get to know them better. If you're not loving them the way that Yeshua would have you love them. Not the way you want to love them, but the way that Yeshua would love them. That in and of itself is a whole nother podcast, but I hope that this made sense to you. My husband and I are going to be headed to the rabbi's conference in Florida this upcoming weekend. So my next podcast will be probably in uh, me recording in a hotel room in Florida. And I hope that I can have a great time where we are learning things, kind of a respite for those of us who are in the... that have the responsibility of other citizens in Adonai's kingdom and just keep us in your prayers. I, I do hope that this encouraged you. Hope it gave you something to reflect upon this upcoming week. I'm excited. I'm going to start driving my school bus again this week. Ironically, I'll be driving for like a day or two and then go on my little vacation to Florida, but I am excited to see my kids on the bus again. And I just, I pray that you all have a fantastic week that you are refreshed, renewed, you start out this new year better than you did the year before. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. <speaking in Hebrew> 
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua Sashalom in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Hopefully I'll hear from you sometime this week. Maybe you'll send me a little email or a message. And I pray you once again have a fantastic week and tune in again next week. Shavua Tov. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.